0: Hello, bold goal crushers. I am super excited about my guest today. I think you are in for a real treat. So I have Mandy on the show today, and she's a creative genius consultant, artist, author, and creative retreat owner who helps creative women to launch, grow, and scale their businesses and make more money. And who doesn't want that? Mandy, I'm so excited to have you on the show today.
1: Thank you. It's just an absolute pleasure to be here.
0: Awesome. Well, I love this concept of a creative retreat uh, facilitator. What is that all about? Tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Well, it's actually quite a big story. This was um, in 2019. I stepped into the creative space, having avoided it for many years, like a lot of creatives do. I had a proper job. And then my late husband gave me a shove and said, you know what, stop talking about it and just do it. And I launched my creative business in 2019, which was my online coaching business. But I always wanted to have a Scottish castle where I could run retreats for women from around the world and really reconnect them to their creativity because it opens up so much in you when you connect back with that creativity so I stuck a castle on my vision board in (laughs) 2019 and had this big plan and I thought that's a 10-year plan let's build this business and let's go for that Um, and the universe had other ideas for me and I think sometimes you've got to watch what's put in front of you and in 2020 and sadly my husband died during when COVID hit Mm. which you know he had a life-limiting condition but this man taught me how to live and he was the one who encouraged me so I felt I had a duty to keep going and not hold myself back so I put our house on the market and I put it on in the morning and it sold in the afternoon so I was like oh better go and find somewhere to live then yeah (laughs) The plan was to move to Scotland so I could feel the goal more deeply. And what was put in front of me was a miniature version of what the exact castle that was on my vision board. It was like Mm. a scaled down version. So I now call it my mini castle and it's actually an old bank in a little village in Scotland. And it, it looks very grand and it is. It's seven bedrooms and I've renovated it over the last year and a half. And now... I run creative retreats for women from around the world, exactly what was on my 10 year plan, but only two years later. So they come here for a week or four days, and I literally remove them from the real world and reconnect Mm. them with their creativity in a way that has them describing it as magical and going home feeling like teenagers. So it was a long answer to the question, but that's what happens here.
0: Wow. You know, I'm so sorry for your loss. And, you know, I've lost loved ones too. So my heart goes out to you. And, you know, I lost my brother. And I think it's truly what you do with that loss that sometimes um, honors them, but also brings something that was totally unexpected.
1: I think so. And I think it's that, isn't it? it, It's a reminder that life is short. It is hard with that loss but it is you have a duty to live while you're here don't you and the worst that can happen when you've lost somebody it's already happened doesn't it
0: yeah yeah you know I made a promise to my brother because he had leukemia so you know I knew that was kind of coming and I made a promise to live the fullest life that I can and experience everything so it's interesting that you talk about this creative journey because I like many women and maybe yourself included you said proper job. Um, yeah. I I had that job, that career path, and I fit in that little corporate box and I did the things people told me I needed to do. And um, one year I set a theme every year, so I, I don't do traditional resolutions, but I do set a theme. And one year I, my theme was tapping into my creative side. And so I decided that I would try everything. Like mm-hmm. I did pottery, I did painting. Some of the things I was actually pretty good at and some of the things were a <laughs> horrendous failure. But what was really interesting is that this whole year of discovery of creativeness, I it changed how I showed up in my workplace, in my job, how I interacted with my team. And I think you've really tapped into that by talking about tapping into that creativeness because so many people lose that as they try and get down this journey. And even when they become entrepreneurs, they say, oh, well, you have to get a niche and you have to do this and you have to do that. And when you truly tap into your creativity, everything changes
1: it really does it changes your perspective on everything it changes the way you feel it changes the way you connect the dots and how you use the ideas that come to you Mm um it's I've had many women leave here after doing a retreat and go home and totally change their lives yeah and go you know I need to look at this in a different way and sometimes it's been there in front of them the whole time just haven't seen it because they're so on this hamster wheel of life yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah you have to do this you have to do that Mm -hmm. yeah
1: and and when you're on that wheel you fail to notice the things that sometimes are right in front of you and calling you and pulling you and then opening up and stepping into your creative power I call it can really change that direction and I've seen a lot of ladies now really up level their lives having tapped into this. And yes. that's a joy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now let's talk about this because so many women have a vision board yeah. and I can bet that many of them have a castle on their vision board. <laughs> and so did you, but you actually now have a castle. yeah. Like how crazy is that? How did that happen? Like that is a wild, bold goal that now you've achieved.
1: Well, I didn't stop there, to be honest, and I don't ever intend to stop. What I learned very, when I ended up, um, I'll just turn the clock back a bit. In 2009, the universe pressed the reset button for me, and I was in the corporate world like you, on the hamster wheel, doing all the things, earning the big salary, and doing what you needed to do, and a a stag jumped out on the motorway in front of me, and I swerved the car to miss it, had a major car crash, and my life was reset from that Mm -hmm. moment. And I had a series of unfortunate events that took me to rock bottom. I ended up as a single mom in social housing with two kids, two dogs and no money. And it's almost like it was like, OK, you weren't happy in this life. Now rebuild one you are happy in. Ooh, and I love that's that. there, yeah, I, And you have a choice then, don't you? And that's where I started working with vision boards and seeing how big I could make. And it started with my kids, funnily enough. We were on a walk one day and my kids saw this great house and said, why can't we live in a house like that? Mom? And, I, and I was like, well, let's draw the house we want to live in. That became my first vision board. Mm-hmm. And nine years later, I bought that very house. That was our dream home that we bought. And I bought it for cash. Three hundred thousand pound cash, because in that time I built the infrastructure. I had a vision board, but it's more than a vision board. Mm -hmm. It's the plan that sits behind the vision vision board. So I start with a vision board, which goes into a mind map, which goes into a plan, which then is you taking action on all the things that you need to do to get you to that vision. So when that worked, and I bought that dream home and I asked what next, that's where the castle came from. What next? What how big can I think? Um, and then having manifest, even though it's my mini castle, having manifested Mm -hmm. that. In November last year, I created a new vision board. My the house I'm in is attached to a beauty salon, and I thought that beauty salon would make a beautiful bistro and gallery, and it's next to my house. I'm going to put it on my vision board. Well, I'm in the process of buying it now because I asked the owner I
0: <laughs> if love she ever,
1: it. Buy to sell it to me and not put it on the market, and she knocked on my door within weeks and said, Do "You know what? I think I might want to sell it." So I'm in the process and. Vision boards are about asking for what you want, are about taking action and believing that there really is no glass ceiling.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not a pretty picture that sits on your wall. It's a whole process of action.
0: Yeah. you know, I, I do a lot with goal-setting, especially at the beginning of the year, and many people's vision boards fail. Yeah, And the reason, I believe, is because they start with these magazines. And they thumb through them and they're like, oh, that's a very handsome man. Maybe this year I'll get a husband and he goes on the board. Oh, that's a cute running shoe. Maybe this year I'll get healthy and it goes on the board. But what you really talk about is actually what I teach of really digging into what do I want and the why. And then going and finding the image yes. to put on there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What do I want to do? And why do I want to do it? And what does that look like? And what does it feel like when I get there? And yeah. that's important when you're creating a vision board and the standard you want to do it to, because yes. how you do anything is how you do everything. And, you know, I don't, didn't want anything to be, you know, how fast I wanted it to be full on and the, even though this is a miniature version of what I wanted, it was what was there and now and available. So I just noticed it and said, let's do this. This, this'll do, this might get me to that bigger one. If I do it now. Yeah. Yeah. I could have waited for the castle and saved up 3 million pounds and gone and bought it, but it might not have been up for sale then. I took the opportunity that was offered to me. And it's about that action always goals, action.
0: Yeah. Now you have set a tremendous example for your children because yep. you, they wanted this bigger house and you were able to purchase that. How do you teach this to others?
1: This is exactly what I teach in my program. So all the, my program, my creative mastermind is almost my life's work. Everything that I've learned through the years and years in the proper job, being a businesswoman, but also the years from rock bottom and bottom and up, the practical, this is what you need to do to turn your life around. I've written my 12-month creative mastermind, and that's how I help women, because I'm a great believer that sustainable change can't be achieved in a few short weeks in these programs and courses that are available, that you see passing you on your newsfeed i think for sustainable change you need to have a whole process that you go through yeah um so i work with women on my signature program for 12 full months and i know at the end of it they're leaving with either a business that's working and making money or a really big plan and they know where to go next because everybody's different yeah yeah And I start with them. I start with their mindset. We start with this is you and you need to change your mindset and you need to forgive and you need to let go before you can step into becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think there there are a lot of people out there that have these big, bold goals. And I always talk about the gap, you know, from where you're at to where you want to be. And then this is really Quitter's Valley. Yes. Because you know, can't afford a castle, can't afford that house. I'm still living on, you know, assistance. I'll never be able to have that. That's the hard part. And when you talk about that transformation, there's a lot of mindset work that needs to go into that. You know, a lot of people think, well, I'm not worthy of this. I'm not, Able to do this, or I have to make huge life changes in order to actually do it. I don't have the money. You mentioned three million yeah. pounds. You know, I don't have three million pounds.
1: Yeah, I I'll didn't. never
0: have the castle. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Didn't have three million pounds, but I had some. And and you're right, that bit where people give up and turn backwards and go back to what they know that's familiar instead of going past their comfort zone and really taking that big step. And I now I've experienced so many women doing that. They've joined me as just an artist who's making no mm. money, never sold any of their art. And they can't see the path to them actually making the money they need. Yeah. And at the end of it, when they have done that, it is such an amazing thing to watch that transformation. Mm. What I do with them is build a business model that fits them rather than trying to fit them into a mm. business model. Because we're constantly hammering square pegs into round holes instead of that corporate box. Yeah, yeah. Instead of creating a new hole that fits. And that's exactly what I do.
0: You know, a long, long, long time ago, uh, when I was growing up, I I still ride, but I'm still an equestrian. I was told I either have to choose a career that I'm passionate about that makes no money
1: Mm -hmm. or
0: choose another career. That makes money so that I can then do my passion, and I have thought about that advice for many years, over twenty five years. And I'm like, "It's not great advice."
1: <laughs> Rubbish advice, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So many people get that
1: advice, and that's the problem. Do your passion as a side hobby. Yep. Do it on the side. You'll never make any money from it. Um, so that's the women that come to me that have been told yeah. that entire lives it's actually difficult to peel back them layers Mm -hmm. and to to actually get to the creative genius underneath that was always there but was squished yeah um under other people's opinions and that's that's basically what we live within isn't it and other people's opinions because guess what when you step into it you can make money from your passion in fact it's a site easier than doing it from the thing that you hate
0: Hello, Bold Gold Crushers. Are you looking for ways to drive leads to your business? Has your website not been touched in a year or two, maybe more? Are you seeking new ways to market your business or your nonprofit? Then I think I might be able to help. My name's Anne McCauley Lopez with Agency Content Writer. I partner with small businesses and nonprofits to offer relevant keyword-based content that drives traffic from your target audience to your website, and ultimately drives leads to your business or nonprofit. If you're interested in partnering with me, I would love to chat with you. You can find me online at agencycontentwriter.com and on Instagram and LinkedIn. I look forward to working with you and helping you crush your goals. Yeah. And I mean, I think you truly live your authentic self when you're able to step into that as well. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, definitely. I have to tell you about Penny, one of my clients that's just graduated. Um, She joined me in January last year as this little mouse, this, this quiet lady that had been downtrodden so much. She was ready to put her paintbrushes in the bin she was ready to give up. And I was like, I'd came, I'd come across a newsfeed, and she it was a last-ditched attempt. She joined me on the creative mastermind and I said to her, What do you truly love doing above all else in your creativity? She's an ambidextrous artist that paints with both hands, and she channeled oh, wow. universal energy into her paintings. And she said, What I love doing more than anything is I volunteer at a disabled center. And I love working with these people to to show them that they campaign and put in their marks on a canvas and creating something beautiful. And I said, well, let's build a business model around that. Why not do events where you get people to do that? And then the canvas becomes the, you know, the thing that they create. I said, why not think about weddings and christenings and team building? And within a day of that conversation, she'd seen a sign for a wedding fair and she just drove to it and went wow. and she went to that wedding fair with her paints and she now has a business called the signature canvas and she goes to weddings and it's like a guest book on a canvas so all the people that go to the wedding put their mark on the canvas for the bride and groom and the bride and groom pick their theme and their color and their guest book is on the wall in the living room instead of in a drawer mm. and she's she is doing what she loves she's creating a wonderful bespoke piece for a you know, somebody who's getting married and and she's
0: making money. She's
1: making money and she's booked into 2024. Wow. stepped into that space and she's booked because we fit the business model to her true passion. And that's the only, she's a great example of how you go, what do you love doing?
0: How do we fit a business model into that? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so powerful because There are all these people out there, yourself included, myself included, I'm a coach, who give advice. And I don't think anybody, even family members, set out to say, How can I destroy this person's life? But it's really about the message and the tapping in, being able and being vulnerable enough to tap into your true self and to be. Honest mm-hmm. about what's working and not working and what you truly want. And that's difficult sometimes with family members. It is. Yeah. it is very difficult because they've sometimes known you their whole life, your whole life, and they think they know you, but do they truly know you? And so I love the value of working with a coach or a consultant. I'm a consultant as well, and really allowing that person. Maybe in a different way to explore a side of them that they've never had the opportunity to do. Mm-hmm.
1: It's so valuable. And it's so empowering because mm-hmm. often all we do is hold a mirror up yes. so that you can see the power that's already there that everybody else has not seen or has not allowed you to be because yeah.
0: they're often different people to the yeah. people, to, to how the people we love perceive us to be. Yeah. Yeah, and it's hard sometimes to stand up to that, especially when I think people know most family members are coming from a place of good or concern. Yeah. You know, when I first uh, my business started as a side hustle as a way to charge people, I was working in corporate, as you know, and people were asking me to work with their friends and family and other businesses, and I was like, well, I'll start a business so I can charge people that was how I started my business. And then in 2020, I was thrown into the deep end of the pool because there was never a reason to leave my corporate job. I was highly compensated. I was making money on the side. And then of course they lost a ton of money and they laid off a whole bunch of people. So I I always say I was shoved into the deep end Mm -hmm. of the pool, but my family, and, and that's really where I was like, I am meant to do this. I knew then I was meant to do that. And my family kept asking, when are you going to get a job? Mm -hmm. When are you going to do this? When are you going to, you know, and that's that box. And it's, it was all well-intentioned, but it was this box where I was like, I don't really want that proper job.
1: No more. never. I did say I'll never work for anybody ever again other than me because yeah. I like working for me. I'm a great boss. So yeah. <laughs> why wouldn't you want to work for yourself? But I think the majority of the population don't get that if they're not entrepreneurial. By, and it's not their fault. They, they yeah. just fit in. And I think a lot of left brain people mm. like to be in those comfortable jobs with the salary coming in every month. And it, it, they can't think outside that model because yeah. we need that as well yeah people like that as well
0: well and I think it's also generational as well you know my my dad worked for the same company his entire life since he was yeah. 16 and then my mom has worked for probably three companies but the last one she's worked for like 45 years mm-hmm. and that's her goal to retire at that company and right. get that watch or whatever you get when you retire <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> might be a toaster at this point, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> that's her goal. And mm-hmm. that's just different. I mean, I think that's generally generationally different these days too. It is I
1: think there are more entrepreneurial thinking I think even the younger people my daughter and my son think differently to me and it's great that I've been an example to them but yeah. they'll do their way when it comes to it and but they've had they've seen their mother from birth be an entrepreneur so they're not really going to be much else I think they're going to go in the same direction.
0: Yeah yeah. So one of the things that I love about your story is your ability to achieve these bold goals. So you talked a little bit about having the vision, but then also the mind map and the other steps. What, How do you bring these things to life?
1: For me, I mean, I'm as I'm speaking to you, I'm looking at a four foot mind map done in sharpies on the back of a piece of wallpaper, because that's how I mind map. Yeah. It's it's more than a mind map because I work every single income stream and say, How many books do I need to sell? How many books do I want to sell this year? And what is the vehicle? Well, what's the route for me selling those books? How many women do I want to serve on my program? Um, How many people do I want to stay in at my bed and breakfast? And how many retreats do Mm -hmm. I want to do? So I really work that mind map into the detail. That then works its way into my planner. So we're set annual goals, quarterly goals, monthly goals. It works its way down. We then have a full 12-month planner of the events that we're going to do throughout the year in the business. So it's really worked down to the fine detail. I think the devil is in the detail. Yeah. Um, But I look at that every day. I walk in my office and that's right in front of me. So it's top of mind. So I can ask myself, what am I doing to hit that number today? What Mm -hmm. am I doing? What's in my diary? Is that actually relevant to what's on that mind map so it's Mm -hmm. about keeping it alive on a daily basis and knowing the direction not only knowing where you're going but having the plan that supports it yeah
0: and I love that you come from the creative dreamy side I want to have a castle yeah down to the detail side of how am I actually going to achieve this Mm -hmm. and then how do I make that a part of my daily life Because it's so easy when something seems so far away. I want to have a castle. Yeah, You're such a perfect example, but it's so far away. I want to have a castle. Uh, I don't know how to have a castle. I'll go clean my oven to check that off the list. And that's what happens. But you have brought it into your daily life so that it allows for not only you to continue to tap into that creative side, but to take the action to get it done.
1: And it's so important. I teach it all the time. In fact, I was doing a guest speaker event last night and I was talking about this very thing of how this is why most people's vision boards are just a pretty picture on a wall. Yeah. Um, Because they don't go through the process of going, of asking themselves the question, what does this mean to me? What's the potential turnover in my business if I do all these things? Yeah. And actually, you know, my potential turnover for this year is 600,000. But if I did less than that, if I did half of that, would I be disappointed? No, I wouldn't. Most people yeah. wouldn't.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but if you do double that, it's because I'm working hard mm-hmm. at the detail of my plan and yeah. following all of the things that are potentially on there. So, yeah, I think it is always about that. And I think a lot of creatives struggle with that because mm-hmm. it feels more left brained. But mm-hmm. I did it with Sharpies on wallpaper. It doesn't have to be. It can still be creative. Yeah. Can be doodles. And
0: yeah, Stickers.
1: Yeah. Stickers, post-it notes, do it how you like. And that's so what I say to people, find the planning work, route that works for you. Don't do an Excel spreadsheet if you hate Excel spreadsheets. Yeah.
0: I, I love a good Excel spreadsheet, yeah. but that's me. Not, but
1: it yeah, not yeah. some people do, some people don't. So find what's your Excel spreadsheet. So mm-hmm. I, I'm very much uh, encourage the free thinking of you hate planning. No, you don't. You just haven't find the right, you've not found the right way yet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. Now, one of the things that happens when we really set out with for these bold goals is that there are setbacks. How do you get over them? How do you keep moving forward?
1: I mean, they're going to happen all the time. And I think you know having ended up at rock bottom and then lost my husband setbacks feel quite small to me now so there have been many along the way i've renovated a huge property you know i've had 15 contractors here working at different times renovating it getting it to stand things go wrong things happen money ends up being lost you spend too much on things you bring the wrong people into your business It's about going, right, okay, that's not worked. Let's remove it. Let's try something different. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you've got to accept losses along the way. You've got to accept your mistakes and review them and say, how do I do it differently next time? Um, I think it's just about accepting that you're a lifelong learner and you don't know everything and you don't know what you don't know until it's in front of you and you've made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. And then all you can do is go, right, Let's just move on from that and try something different. And I'm very much a, okay, I'll try something different then.
0: Yeah, I love it. And it's really about building that muscle of being okay, being uncomfortable. You mentioned that. Yeah.
1: You're going to feel uncomfortable on a daily basis at some point during your day, whether that's the fact you've opened your email and there's 200 emails in there and you just haven't got the time to answer them or whether it's something else going wrong, it's going to happen. Yeah. Just, you know, you've got to find the strength. Sometimes I take a step back
0: to take a step forward. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, I love this conversation and it is perfect timing for the topics that we're talking about because many times people get all dreamy in January and then life gets in the way in February. Those dreams are long gone or that vision board has not moved forward other than just sat on the wall, or sometimes it's fallen down by this point behind the door, wherever it was. So this conversation is so timely. Now, if somebody wanted to work with you, come to your castle, of course, how would they find you? What's the best way to connect?
1: Best way is my website. If you go onto my website, which is mandynicholson.co.uk, that takes you to the other website for the retreats. It takes you to all my social media sites. So it's better just to point you to the one place. There's also, if you go to the work with me section, a load of freebies on there. So you can test the
0: water before you even connect. I love it. Well, thank you so much. This has been a lovely conversation. I am so thrilled that... I found you. I don't even know how I found you, but this is perfect timing. Maybe yes. manifested. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Yes. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. Bold goal crushers. It's time to actually set and crush your bold goals because you can achieve them without working double time. So let's get started. Thank you for tuning in to the bold goal crusher podcast where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word GOAL to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word GOAL. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.